Hey everyone. I don't know why it feels it feels like it's been a long time since I recorded an episode. Even though I released an episode last week, so it doesn't make sense. I had this uh this happened to me the other day and I I looked through my I looked through my episodes and I thought that I missed a week by accident and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> but it was just my brain tripping. And yeah, that's funny. I just finished exams the other day, and I'm finally back to being a normal human being. Like I, I went through these like two weeks of feeling really weird, but in a bad, bad way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's up. I feel much better now. Exams are over. I can breathe properly, and. Uh, there's a lot I have to do. There's a lot I planned out to do. I have the next six weeks off. And I'm here in Germany. I'm not going back home. And I I have a lot of things that I personally planned that I need to finish. I haven't talked about that in the podcast properly yet. But I think I, I should do that. And I have to get that done. You know, I think that's the only logical step forward now. Because a lot of my classmates were all graduating at the same time. A lot of them have different plans. Some of them want to do a master's degree in this subject. Others want to do a completely different bachelor degree, like in law or whatever. We're doing business management, by the way. So others, you know, have jobs lined up. Others are, their parents are already rich because, you know, I have a friend of mine in class, his dad created a certain type of screw and he has the patent for it and everything and they're millionaires because they own a screw and I just thought that was funny when I found out Uh, (laughs) yeah so I have I actually recorded an episode uh, podcast episode with Jan one of my classmates and like I personally think he's a very bright guy and I don't know, I wasn't happy with the episode we recorded, you know, we weren't planning on, like, uh, we were planning on recording, but not exactly then, so I didn't have a proper mic, I used my my, my, my mobile's microphone, and then we just sat down in his room and drank a tea and recorded, but I didn't like the recording, I didn't like how, you know, the conversations we'd have without the recording aspect, you know, it's it, the recording part changes the interaction a little bit, you know, you're you're both... You both monitor what you say, I guess, a lot more. And I've had that with a couple of other friends of mine. And, you know, I guess it's my job to be able to, like a reporter would or an interviewer, to get the person comfortable enough with being on tape or make them forget that they're on tape, you know, and I have to practice that now and I have to get better at that. And I'm sure, like, this is going to grow my ability to be able to communicate with people and have them open up to me a lot more. But I scheduled a talk with um, another friend of mine uh, next week, next Tuesday. We're going to have that talk then. I won't talk about what we're going to talk about. I, I'll leave that till then, I guess. And I'm going to drive with Jan to Heilinghafen. That's that's the Holy Harbor. It's completely to the north of Germany and it's between the sea like, if you cross that sea after the Holy Harbor, you get to Sweden. And 
his grandfather, Jan's grandfather, has a vacation home there. It's just a simple home, but it's right at the sea, so its location is perfect. So we're going to drive there and, and just chill there together and record an episode together once we're there. And I think, you know, that's going to be one for the... That's going to be like one for the... <laughs> I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's going to be a nice one. I was thinking about just uploading the one we did uh, together in his room, just so you guys have an idea of who he is before we actually get like deep into so many topics. But I think we might as well just have like one proper two-hour episode or something, you know, with like a lot <laughs> in it, in it, you know. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, aside from that, I have other people planned that I need to talk to, but. Uh, Right now, I'm trying to plan other things out. Like, for example, today, uh, it's Saturday, 26th of uh, January. And since we finished our exams two days ago, well, actually, I have, an, I have a Spanish oral exam on Monday, but I'm not too worried about that. And I, actually, I actually considered, you know, taking like two, three shots of Jägermeister before entering, uh, entering the exam, you know, because like alcohol removes the edge and you become more f- fluent and fluid with your words and I'm already like I like my level of Spanish from the time I practice Spanish but I don't want to study you know and I think like <laughs> taking a shot is actually it makes sense you know I'll see if I'll do that though uh, yeah so today it's the 26th and it's almost 1 30 p.m so in about seven or eight hours, so around eight, nine, a party at my place is going to start. And I've been planning this party for a while now, and I planned it right before I disabled WhatsApp. So I, I created the WhatsApp group, I told everyone all of the relevant information, I told them to invite whoever, and then and then I disconnected from WhatsApp. Now, I, dis- I reconnected back last week, after or on the 22nd, after my last exam. And I feel like my relationship with, <laughs> with social media is very different again. Uh, you think WhatsApp is so necessary, but it really isn't. And uh, you'll find other ways to communicate with the people that you really care about, you know, or they'll find ways to communicate with you. They'll take the extra step. And this party, I've I've been really excited to, for it because I've been looking forward to, uh, to this party because it's a, it's a black and white themed party. So you have to wear, your upper body has to be white, lower body black, and you have to wear one colorful accessory, and that's it. (laughs) So I'm not sure what anyone's going to wear. You know, some people might go for a a yellow scarf, another person might come with a pink pink bow tie, you know. Like, I'm gonna just tell you guys, I'm gonna, I'm going to wear an orange and bright bracelet which a friend of mine gave me the same friend that's uh addicted to coffee before sleeping the same friend that takes coffee sorry before uh at like 9 p.m and then takes sleeping pills at 11 30. Uh, i called her the other day and she told me how she has so many migraines and i was like yeah i wonder i wonder why <laughs> i wonder why um so yeah she it's like i i basically snatched this bracelet from her and it's like really bright orange it's really nice, and I'm going to wear that, I think. And finally, my hair is long enough for me to tie it behind my, my head, so I think I'm going to go for that look tonight. Black and white, and we're we're partying here at the beginning, then we're going to 
a really nice club that I like. It's going to be a techno club, but it's very different. It's techno that I actually liked. Uh, you can't really explain techno properly. It's too complicated. So now that I filled you all in on my life, you know, <laughs> I wanted to maybe share a little bit about what's been going on in my mind uh, in the past while. You know, because writing writing this book that I'm writing and, and trying to create this platform, right? Because this podcast is one of the pillars of the platform I'm trying to create. And when I was creating this, I was thinking to myself, what are things that I'm good at? What is something that I'm good at? What is something that I like to do and enjoy doing? And what is something that can bring value to other people? You know, and in turn, once we create value to for other people, you in turn get value back somehow either through money or connections or bonds relationships with people so so the podcast is a big part of that but that's why on the side i'm writing a book right and i'm i'm writing this book the past for the past three months and the past month i haven't been writing that much i've been thinking about all of the book and the structure and and what i want to add and all of that but i haven't been writing that much and at the end of the day it's just how it's just about writing all of that down and i hired a designer online fiverr and i i i have a design in mind for how i want the book to look like and <laughs> And I spent an hour verbalizing exactly how I want the design to look like in my head. Because I can't design it myself. I've always been a very bad painter. I've always, my handwriting just sucks. And I think I'll take a painting class at some point. You know, I'd like to be able to design what's in my head. But uh, I spent the time putting my design into words and images. So I have images on, on Evernote that I saved. So I take, like, when I'm listening to music on Spotify, for example, I'd see an album cover that has uh, one element from a million other elements that I think would be suitable to be a part of the design of the cover of the book in my mind. So I had, like, six of those images, and and I, t I like, described how this image has this element, and I want this element with this element from this other image, and I, I wrote, like, 900 words on that. And I put the images and I named the images and I referred back to them and all of that. And I sent her all of that. <laughs> I sent her all of that and paid for, for her service. You know, I paid for, I placed the order and everything. And then like, I checked my email yesterday night. And it turns out that she canceled my order. She she doesn't want to do it because she thinks she can't handle it. <laughs> it was basically too complicated but like I went through I went through what I wrote again and I think I think personally it's pretty clear what I what I mean but then again I have the image in my head but I also created a word document with the images and the images are placed on top of each other with labels saying I want this element here and this element there so it's pretty clear you know I think I clarified it as much as I can through words and I thought it was just really funny how she <laughs> how she you know didn't <laughs> thinks she can handle it or maybe she thinks you know this is going to take too much time and she wants to do other projects that she might make more money off of I was considering offering, offering her just paying her more but I'll have to see after she replies to my message asking her why she thinks she can't handle it right 
so that's with the book and and I hope I get the book out in April you know that's the deadline I set to myself I set the I want the draft to be done by the end of February but I want and I want the book to be done end of end of April so then I have two months to edit the draft that I have which makes sense you know but like I just need to fucking do that I have the idea in my in mind and I have the the motivation but I just need to sit down and do it instead of talk about it like I'm doing right now you know this is necessary to do uh yeah yeah but I think if I have the book cover in front of me and I it looks like how I want it to look like I think that's just going to drive me so much more into wanting to fill the pages you know because I know what the book is about and I know I know what I want it to be I know what I wanted to say I know what the image the book cover image that I want I know what I wanted to say as well and so you have to have an image that portrays or conveys meaning to people at a glance, you know, in, in like one second, what meaning does this image give me? What is this book about? And I ask myself that every time I look at, it, at an advertisement or a poster or something, I ask myself, really, what is this image trying to tell me? And usually it's not the same message that you, that, that they are trying to convey to you, you know, but they just threw so much in that the core message that they're trying to give you is lost. And this is what Apple, for example, does really well. It knows, you know, thanks to Steve Jobs, it knows what it stands for. It knows it knows its image, and that's the image that it tries to give people. And this is why if you go on Facebook, you can't comment on their, their posts. And this is why they barely post anyways. They're very careful with the image that they try to represent. And... You know, this goes into the podcast as well. What what image am I trying to project to or convey to you guys? And and you know, it's it's a bit you know it's, it puts you in a weird place because this is so relevant to your life and who you are and how you want people to perceive what it is you're doing and you want them to know exactly what what you're on about in the least amount of words or images. And that's why I spent so much time working on this design in my head. I spent a good month or a month and a half just thinking about how I wanted this design to look like, how each element said something different. And once it's out, and like it, it's actually like I want it, I'll upload it and I'll talk about it in the podcast and why I chose every element. I think that's that would be interesting. And aside from the, the, the book, I'm actually working on an online course. And, and I'm just going to do a basic online course on Udemy because it's, Udemy is a platform where any content creator that wants to create a course thinks that they can teach something, be it guitar or uh, machine learning or design or anything. You just buy the course for like 10 euros and, and you take it. And it's usually between, it can be one hour, it can be 15 hours, it just depends. But I think, you know, I, I want to create, I want to start creating courses mainly because I want to see the process that I'd need to go into to create courses. Because two years ago, I did an internship at this guy's place. His name is Mahal, Mahal Qaddura. And this this guy's a, I think I talked about him before. He's this entrepreneur that's trying to help out people in Jordan. He created a program called Hikmat Leaders. And what he does with that is he creates workshops for students and he creates this type of it's a very small scale school for people my age, you know, young young adults, to teach them essential skills, leadership skills, and all of that, so that they can function better in their lives and actually do some good. 
So instead of him trying to do good, he's creating versions of himself that can create good on his behalf, which I think is brilliant. You know, it's much more, you get to, there's a multiplier effect to being able to do that. You have five U's instead of one U working towards something positive. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. I guess I want at least a part of me to be in everyone. And in a sense, if you're listening to this, you are, even if we might not agree on everything, even might you have your own ideologies and your own opinions, uh, it's just, you might shift your perspective on life a little bit, you know, and that's what I guess I want through my book and my courses and my, my podcast. And I spent, I, two years ago, I did an internship at his and, and what he did, he just threw books my way and he told me, read this book, create a workshop from this book and bring it to me. And that's what I did. You know, I read this book and I, I saw the most important notes. I wrote them down. I went online. I found relevant exercises or images or, you know, because he, he's a type of guy who understands the value of engagement with learning. So he had, like, he would tell me, man, this has to be engaging. This isn't engaging. You need to put an exercise here. You need to put a video there. You need to put a question here. You need to start a discussion there. And, and he would just like rip my ass to shreds with every presentation I came to him. And he'd tell me, no, do this, do that, do that, do that. And like, I, I, I didn't like it. You know, I was just fucking bored and, and I was doing it anyways. Uh, but now I see the value. There's so much value in having have done that for three months. Like every day for three months, reading books and trying to turn them into, into workshops. And at the end, we gave this, we gave the workshop that I created, but someone else gave it. And it's nice seeing that people learn something. But next time I do a workshop, I'm going to be the one giving it. So with these courses, I want to create a brand behind giving courses on Udemy. And I want to upload them. And mainly, that's just to get back into the process again. I want to release a course at the end of February. And I'm going to plan that out and film that and and, and put it up. And I'll tell you guys about it, you know, and, and uh, you guys are probably going to get it for free for sure, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I want my my family, in a sense, to have all of this for free. And I want to share, I'm, like, who knows if it's going to be a good course or not, I'll have to learn how to properly film it with the proper lighting and proper microphone tools, I have to plan the outline properly. I have to create a syllabus, a PDF document. I have to brand it, do the page for it. And, and a lot. I have to edit the video that I record and I have to add, you know, annotations here. And like, I have to do stuff <laughs> to get this course out. But then I have like a two hour course out and then it's there for the rest of my life. Just like this podcast, every episode is always there. And even if the courses don't sell right now, maybe they'll sell in a year or two or three or four. And who knows where I'll be in four years and what I'll be working on then, you know. But this is all, you know, with the book and the courses and the podcast, this is all in an effort to create a system type platform with different pillars. And every pillar feeds into the other one. And it's a self-regulating system with positive feedback loops of everyone, like whoever reads the book, knows about the podcast and the course whoever takes the course knows about the book and the podcast and 
whoever t- listens to the podcast knows fucking everything. So, essentially, I wanted Midnight Wisdom to be the pillar behind all of this, the main pillar, but I think it just has to be one of the many pillars. But for me, Midnight Wisdom is me, you know? And the book is me too, and like the courses are me too, but they're more specific into a certain direction. And the podcast is going to be more specific every now and then, more general every now and then. Sometimes I'm talking about my life, sometimes I'm talking about important things in life that I think are important, I guess. And uh, like I said, everything's changing. And I was just sitting down right now. I was doing some usual guitar practices that I do. And I I made a deal with Jan, the guy I'm, dri- I'm driving with to the Holy Harbor. And I'm really looking forward to that episode. And the deal I made with him, we shook hands on it and we agreed. And I, we were sitting down on a bench in front of, uh, in front of the Alsta. That's like the, the big lake, in the center of Hamburg. It's gorgeous. If you're ever in Hamburg, that's the place you'll see. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the landmark. And we sat there and we talked, and I told him, dude. I don't know when, but whenever I have a kid and my kid's old enough, let's say 9, 10, 11, I don't care. I'm just going to take my kid and throw him your way. You know, wherever you are in the world, if you're in Germany, I know Jan wants to live out his life in Germany, in Hamburg, uh, when he grows up and settles. But until then, he wants to travel around. So I told him, I'm going to send my child your way, and they're going to stay with you for a semester in school. Or, you know, three months or a summer, or they're going to spend at least three months at your place, surrounded with you, surrounded by you and your family. And the reason I'm doing that is because I think I think a lot of how people grow up is by, while they're young, seeing ideals of people that they can grow up to be somewhat like, you know, people who represent patterns of being that you can follow. And... I had, like, my big brother was that for me when I was a kid, and one of my cousins and one of my uncles. And they all build up, built up into me trying to be certain versions of themselves. And just, like, trying to see, trying to get different elements from different pieces of art and trying to put those elements together to create something completely different, like my book cover. I think that's what a lot of everything is, is conscious creation. You choose the certain elements you want and you just arrange them differently. And you create something new that represents something that you want to represent. So I I subconsciously took those elements from all of those people. And because of that, I'm me. And I'm here and I'm talking to you. And I think I'd like my children. And because I saw a lot of patterns from Jan that I incorporated into myself as well. You know, when you're friends with someone, you learn a lot from them, you know. And you are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. And I spent most of my time the past two years with this dude. And there's so much I absorbed from him, really. So much I absorbed from him. The guy is really, he can talk to anyone and he can be best friends with anyone instantly. He's so charismatic and so emotionally intelligent. And we talked about this a few times and he described how he how he feels like whenever a person leaves or enters a room, he feels the entire dynamic change and he acts accordingly. And how he 
he described having different layers to himself that he projects every now and then depending on the context of the situation and it's fascinating to hear that because I'm I I mimic a lot of what he does you know and I see myself sometimes in a group situation where I'm I'm the charismatic guy and I I'm like fuck I'm acting just like Jan would act but my own way I incorporated his pattern of being so I want I want my kid to see that firsthand and to live with that and like by that time maybe Jan's 40 or 50 and you know who knows who knows where anyone will be in 30 years you know I have I try to think about where the future is heading or where anything is happening uh everything is changing really soon now how we educate ourselves how I wonder how children going to school is going to change and I wonder how how people are going to go on their daily lives because the skill set you need to actually do things or commit to a job is, is going to be completely different too. And this is going to, like the world is going to change the next 30 years more than it has the past 300 and, and I'm excited to see where that's going to go. But this is something I know, you know, that I want my children to see Jan as an ideal as they grow up so that they can try to embody his characteristics within their own daily lives and we made this deal and we made it it's a two-sided deal he's going to send his kids my way as well for that period of time whenever like they're 15 or 14 and they live with me with my family for as long as they want and like I'm thinking to myself like I wonder who this person is going to be that's going to come at my door one day Boy or girl, but it's going to be this guy's seed, you know, this guy's uh, updated version of himself. And if I know anything about this guy is that I know that he's going to be a good father. He's going to make sure he raises his, his children properly and he's going to put proper attention into them. A lot more than, you know, he's going to be great with his job and he's going to be great with a lot of things because he's just that type of guy. But I know he knows what's important and what to prioritize in his life. And I know he knows how important his children are going to be. And it's not just about working so that you can have <laughs> the resources to raise your children. It's actually about spending time with them and attending to them and seeing how they can grow. So yeah, I think that's going to be an exciting talk. I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I'm going to upload the one that we recorded. It doesn't give him or us justice with how we converse at all and yeah there's a lot I need to do today prepare the party for tonight <laughs> and there's a lot that I need to do for my life you know finish writing this book and finish the course and keep uploading my podcast episodes and try to I'm not focusing on marketing too much you know I'm not focusing on having as many people hear this podcast as soon as possible or buy the book or take the course uh, because once you create that, once you create the book, once you create the course, once you upload the episode, they're always there and people can always go back to them. So they don't lose value just because the time passes. Once it's created, it's there. And once I achieve the ideal that I'm working towards, because I finally figured out and pinpointed the exact ideal I want to embody in this world, and I'm constantly working towards that ideal. And my plan branches out from the online courses into something even bigger than that. And I'll, I'll talk about that in due time. I don't think this is the right time to tell you guys everything. And 
wanting to embody that and trying to embody that when if I succeed in embodying it let's say because if I fail there's there's no point but if I succeed maybe you can learn from my failures if I fail and I will fail a lot for sure you know I failed enough <laughs> throughout my life and I it's it's not nice but you learn a lot from it and you carry that lesson with you for so much longer than if you just succeeded in that one moment but if I do succeed and if I actually embody this ideal I think all of everything that I've ever created up to that point will become so much more relevant because you'll see how a person went ahead to embody the ideal that they're telling everyone about you know it's not just like I'm telling you about this just so that I can feed my own ego and in part it does that and I don't like that but on the opposite end of that I actually am holding myself accountable to the eyes of everyone or the ears of everyone listening to everything I'm saying you know, and if I don't achieve what it is that I'm achieving, if I don't approach it the way I need to approach it, then then I'm bullshit, and I don't want to be bullshit, you know, that's that's all I don't want, and that's it, you know, I'm telling you this because I want to be held accountable to what I tell myself I want to do, and plans plans are constantly adjusting, you know, and that's that's good, depending on how the environment changes, you need to carve a path forward that you can walk on properly but the next three years of my life I think I planned out quite well but who knows what's going to change and how things are going to go all I know is that I'm going to try to do my best within those three years by creating now as much as I can so that once I graduate I have a book I have an online course and I have the opportunity to make more online courses because I learned how to make online courses right (laughs) And I'll go through the process of how I thought about how I want to brand my online course and how I wanted to brand my book and how I wanted to do all of that because I think a lot of people get branding wrong and I I think I initially got branding wrong when I started this podcast, for example. But I just wanted to start and that's that's what's important. And I learned a lot from it, you know, of how... When should I post an episode online? Should I post every episode I do online, online? or? And then I saw no point to that. I just don't want to keep posting online on my Facebook or Instagram that I released an episode. It's just... Uh, it's a waste of energy you know, right now, you know, because I'm just showing it to the same people and... Fuck it, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah. I I started... I'm going to start putting a timer whenever I do one of these episodes where I'm sitting alone at home and I want the timer to start uh, like to beep once and it's a nice, it's a nice, you know it's a nice sound, I use it to meditate and it's uh, (laughs) it's, uh, I have an application and, and every 10 minutes it plays that sound so you know when 10 minutes passed while you're meditating so it's 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 a nice sound and it's it's nice so i'm gonna start doing that but i'm gonna put the timer to ring every 30 minutes and now it's been 31 minutes recording into this and then like the bong hits is it called the bong i don't know uh it uh, clings and then i have like 15 minutes i think to bring my thoughts to a close yeah, you know, as much as I'd like to always talk for an hour and a half, um, I understand how important everyone's attention is, and 
And sometimes just looking at an episode that's an hour and a half long is intimidating and you don't want to start it. And I can totally understand that. Uh, But sometimes I'll release episodes that are an hour and a half long and two hours and a half long. And it's, it's anyone's choice to listen to them or not. You know, sometimes you're just in, in the mood. And it it usually takes an hour before doing something and then getting completely into flow with what you're doing. Because let's say you're writing a term paper. If you get back into writing the term paper the next day, the first half hour you're doing is probably going through everything that you did and organizing everything. And then you huh, start working towards something uh, properly. And then you get into flow as long as you don't get distracted by a message or trying to check your email or something. And and then you're, you're in flow and then you produce more valuable content. And I see that with myself as well. Like after, after the first, you know, 10 minutes of me starting talking, that's when like things properly get started. And that's the same thing when you have an interview with someone. Usually the first 10 minutes are a bit weird because you're not sure of the dynamic of who's going to talk when and how you're going to project or not project, portray yourself in front of an audience and you feel self-conscious about it. And it changes how you interact. And and it shouldn't, you know. It's just that because you're aware of being observed, your, your quality, your substance, the substance that you're portraying loses value when it shouldn't, you know. Because if you didn't try to change or monitor yourself because you know other people are monitoring you, then they'll monitor you in, in a better light because <laughs> because you're acting in the best possible way according to how you act. I don't think I worded that properly, but I'm sure you understood because I, I talked about this a million times. You know, we put so much energy into how people perceive us and it just lowers our effectiveness into what's being perceived because we're just doing worse in general because the energy that we're putting isn't being put into where it needs to go it's being put into how what we're doing is being observed and that's just not right it's not an effective way of managing your energy this is what i'm trying to say so yeah i had a very good morning so far i i downloaded this new game called Project Zomboid. And I, I want to do an episode just about games because, or even more than one, because man, games are just so complicated. And, and it's funny how you can immerse yourself completely into a simulated reality when you're playing a game and you're there and you're nowhere else. And you're acting out patterns of being, let's say, within that game that you wouldn't otherwise act out in the real world. And this is what this game I I downloaded was. It's called Project Zomboid. And it's an ultra-realistic... It's an ultra-realistic zombie simulation game. But the graphics are shit, but that's what allows it to be ultra-realistic. You know, it's it's up to the point where... You know, you see your, your character from above. Just like if you've ever played The Sims, you always see your characters from that uh, eagle view type of angle and that's how you see your character in the game but you don't move him with the mouse you move him with the WASD characters on your keyboard and the nice thing about it is that like if I'm in a room I can always see what's in the room but if there's a zombie in the room and he's behind me I can't see him you can only see characters that are in front of you 
So if I'm looting a kitchen, for example, for food, and I leave the door open, you and there's a zombie that happens to come in, you could you could hear him, you know, but sometimes you don't. And it just the zombie comes from behind and just gives you this nice little bite on your neck and the game is over. But the game doesn't end there, you know, the game doesn't end once you're bit. The game ends once you die and turn into a zombie. So I, I got bit like my first character. I spent like three months on this character and I built a proper base and I was self-sufficient and I would never die, you know, and <laughs> and I could survive for a very long time. But then I got scratched. I didn't get bit. I got scratched by a zombie. And I disinfected the wound and I wrapped it with a bandage. And and then the like the bandage got dirty and I had to like I had to renew the bandage like six, seven times. And the the wound got infected, and then I started taking antibiotics. And I took antibiotics and to heal, it's better to sleep when you heal. So I started taking sleeping pills. So that I started taking antibiotics and sleeping pills so that I would sleep and let the antibiotic do its work while changing the the bandage over my over my scratched wound. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and your character keeps losing more and more health until like my my health reached zero and I died. And that's when I became a zombie. And that fucking struck me like because I was so immersed into this game and I, I put so much time into this character and I actually like tried so hard to save him while he was bitten dying. And I went like, I, I think if I was in that situation, if I was in a zombie apocalypse and I was bit or something, I, I think that's exactly how I would act if that exact scenario happened to me. I think if I was bit and the wound got infected and I was, I, I would I would disinfect it. I would start taking antibiotics, I would put bandages on it, I'd start taking sleep. I would have done exactly that, trying to heal myself as much as possible before the inevitable happens and then I turn into a zombie. And that's what's nice about this game is that you're... Like when you start the game, they tell you, this is how you die. So you're just playing the game till you die. There's no cure, there's no nothing. You're in a zombie apocalypse and you're gonna you're gonna take a hit... And you're gonna die, and it's so ultra realistic with so many aspects you have to focus on, like your your damn weight and your calorie intake and your vitamin intake. So you can't keep eating the same thing every day. Your character gets bored, he gets tired, he gets lazy. He, <laughs> when you're running, you get tired and you get slower. And depending on how much you're carrying, and you can't carry a lot, you you get slower, and then the zombies go around you, and you're dead. You know, so. <laughs> It's it's ultra realistic, but it keeps your mind on on edge. You know, it keeps me focused. Like if I wanted to go and watch a series, then my mind is sort of uh, numb, let's say, and it's just absorbing what what content this is trying to to throw my way. But this like keeps your mind really active because you're you put your entire being in a simulated reality where you have to function and survive, and you're using parts of your brain that you otherwise wouldn't engage with because you're in an entirely different reality in essence you know virtually in essence and you know i i like read some research on it and like they they haven't found a correlation between learning something from a game 
and having that skill propagate into different aspects of your life. But I, I think that's bullshit because I see that in my life. Everything I do, every game I've played taught me something on how to function within my life. You know, I, I used to play The Sims a lot as a kid, for, for example, too. And, and it was... <laughs> and it taught me a lot, you know. I, I, I didn't cheat like everyone. I actually tried to succeed, and I, I did after failing a lot, you know. But I'll get into gaming properly in, a, in another episode because I think there's so much I learned personally from games, but then again, I'm the type of person who tries to take lessons from things that I engage with. And, you know, some games, at least if anything, I, I noticed is that my willingness to engage in play and my willingness to approach a game or something I'm learning in real life with with that type of mindset of approaching it with that type of energy and engagement and readiness to absorb and interact with that's where the best type of learning happens and that's where growth happens in that type of in that direction let's say and if anything i if, if i learned anything it's that and i think one of the most important attributes anyone needs to have isn't how much they've learned but the capacity and speed at which they can learn something new and that's that's where i think it it lies you know but i'll get into that in another at another point like i think i just i have so much to do today and i want to start getting to do that clean up the place and go work out probably <laughs> meditate uh, i'm drinking ginger tea right now but i need to have breakfast i haven't had breakfast and <laughs> it's not breakfast now it's lunch <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll leave i'll leave it at that and yeah i'm glad i got all of that out of my system you know i, I want to share this stuff with you guys i want to share what this book is about and i want to share what these courses are about and i'm really excited to to having this talk on tuesday and then the trip to the holy harbor and yeah before i go I'm, I'm heading out i'm flying to finland helsinki on the on the 8th of february to visit a friend of mine i met in madrid johannes and i'll record an episode with him there too and you know that's gonna be a nice journey like i'm gonna go to finland for 10 days and i've never been in finland and it's gonna be so cold and i I need to equip myself properly for that and mentally prepare myself. Uh, exciting. I just want to, I want to sauna with Finnish people and I want to jump into ice water afterwards with Finnish people. That's always been something I wanted to do, you know. It's, uh, and if you haven't taken those cold showers yet, I, I suggest you do. You know, just, just, just turn the water to the coldest setting for one second just to see what it feels like <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i can do a better job convincing you some other way but like i said that's one of the main reasons i'm, I'm doing this podcast i want to convince everyone listening to this to at least one time shower with cold water and not completely you know maybe just three three minutes after taking a hot shower already you know you regulate your body again and you and you get back to being a human being as soon as possible. All right. So 
enjoy that cold shower of yours. I'll be attending to my business tonight and having a good fun time as the host of a party. And let's see how uh, how that goes. Take care, everyone. I'll have a good one.